Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Do you struggle to accept correction? If so, stay tuned and I will teach you how to take in criticism today. What is going on, everyone? We are back for another episode of Prospering with Christ. I hope that you had a wonderful week last week, and I hope that this week will be just as amazing to you as well. So for today's episode, we are discussing the power of constructive criticism. And I am so excited to talk about this today. Because in the Christian community, we always talk about how God likes to make us new. We talk about how God likes to transform us. He likes to work on our character. He likes to grow us. But we forget about the process that we have to go through in order for God to do that. In order for God to truly grow us, he has to expose to us some things about ourselves that he doesn't like. He has to expose to us some things about ourselves that we need to change, tweak, or get rid of in order to fully follow him. And sometimes the things that God does not like about us are things that we like about ourselves. Sometimes the things that God wants us to let go of are things that we want to hold on to. And sometimes the ways that God goes about telling us these things and exposing these things as problems to us is through other people. And when God uses people to expose a flaw, to expose a weakness, to expose an area to us that does not honor him, instead of us taking it in, accepting it, and using it to change and become better, we get offended and we accuse these people of being judgmental. And don't get me wrong, there are plenty of judgmental Christians. There are plenty of Christians who will condemn you for the things that you are doing. But every single person who comes to you and tells you something about yourself, every single person who comes to you and tell you something that you're doing that does not honor God, every single person who comes to you and tells you something that you need to change is not being judgmental. Sometimes God is using this person. God is speaking to you through this person to correct you. And when you do not understand the difference between conviction and condemnation, between conviction and judgment, you will block every bit of correction that God tries to send your way. You will block everything that God is trying to do, say, and change about you. 
God cannot grow you until you are willing to accept constructive criticism. You have been sitting here wondering why you have not met the new version of you. You have been sitting here wondering why you've been stuck in the same season. And God is saying you are going to be here until you come out new. And the reason why you are stuck is because you will not accept what I am trying to transform in you. You are not accepting the things that I am trying to change about you. I am not allowing this version of you to enter enter into this new season. I am not allowing this version of you to walk into that blessing. And if you want it, you're going to have to transform. If you want it, you're going to have to change. And the problem is I'm trying to change you, but you are being stubborn. The problem is I'm sending people to speak to you. I'm sending people to correct you. I'm sending people to convict you. But every single time they do, you get offended. Every single time they do, you judge them. Every single time they do, you fight back and and God is saying there's a time for fighting and there's a time for accepting. And in this season, you're going to have to learn how to discern when it's me. You're going to have to learn how to discern when I'm speaking to you, when I'm exposing something to you, when I'm trying to change something for you, when I am trying to shift something in you. You're going to have to learn how to discern it, accept it and change it because that's the only way that you're going to make it out to the other side. It's important for you to learn the difference between correction and condemnation. And the reason why is so that when you see correction, when you see somebody trying to correct you, you understand that it's God. When you see somebody who's trying to correct you, you stop getting offended. You stop taking offense to it. You stop bashing them in return. You stop blocking it. You stop throwing it out. You stop fighting back and you accept it and you use it to change. So I want to go over a few ways that you can tell the difference between correction and condemnation. And this is so when you see it, when somebody comes to you and tells you something that you don't like, you have discernment to understand if it's God or if it's not. The first way to tell the difference between correction and condemnation is that when people correct you, they show you an alternative. See, one thing about God is God doesn't just tell you not to do something. God doesn't just tell you not to take that route. God doesn't just tell you not to go down that path. If God tells you no to something, he redirects you to a better thing. He redirects you to a better route. He shows you an alternative. What good would it do for someone to just sit there and yell at you and tell you what you're doing wrong? They constantly tell you that you're messing up. They constantly tell you that you're not doing right. They constantly tell you that you're not honoring God, but they don't show you how. We have to realize that people cannot do better if they don't know better. And so if it's really God who was sending this person to correct you, if this person is actually trying to correct you and not judge, trying to correct you and not condemn, then they are going to show you a better way. And so if someone comes to you and they tell you something that you're doing wrong, they tell you something that doesn't honor God, they tell you something that you need to change, your next question to them should be how. And pay attention to how they respond. Do they respond telling you the route? Do they respond saying, I don't know, I'm going to go back to God. I'm going to pray about it and I'm going to ask him to give me wisdom on how to help you. I'm going to ask him to give me wisdom on how to redirect you. Do they respond like that? 
Do they respond with either the answer or saying they're going to go back to God for the answer? Because if they respond in that manner, then that is a clear sign that they are trying to correct you. A person who is trying to judge you, a person who is trying to condemn you, a person who is trying to put you down, do not care about your best interests. They don't care about redirecting you because if you got redirected, if you came out of that, then they don't get the satisfaction anymore. It feels good for them to condemn you because it makes them feel like they are above you. They have no care for your best interest. They have no care for you to actually come out of it. They have no care for you to do better. So they're not interested in the redirection. But if it came from God, if that person actually has your best interest at heart, they have an alternative route for you to go. They're about to seek God and ask him, how can I help this person? How can you use me to help this person transform. So you use me to expose the flaw to them. You use me to expose the sin to them. So expose to me the strategy, expose to me the wisdom, expose to me how I can help them do better. I don't want to just tell them to do better. I want to help them do better. When people come to you, you will know if it's correction by if they give you an alternative or if they seek God on your behalf for an alternative. The second way that you can tell the difference between correction and condemnation is when people come to you to correct you, they come to you with a humble spirit. They don't come to you thinking that they're better than you. They don't come to you feeling like they're above you. They come to you with the humble spirit. They come to you knowing that they are no better than you. They come to you knowing that they have flaws the same way that you have flaws. They have sins the same way that you have sins. They mess up the same way that you mess up. They truly desire to help you because they know how it feels to struggle with something. They know how it feels to want to fully trust God, to want to fully walk with God. But this flaw is holding them back. This sin is holding them back. This mistake is holding them back. They know how it feels to be condemned. So even though they're coming to you and they're pointing out something that you need to change, they're coming to you and they're pointing out something that you need to get rid of. They still have a humble heart. They're coming with their best intentions. When someone comes to you with a critique, ask God to expose their heart posture. Ask God to expose to you what their intentions are. Ask God to expose to you why they even came to you with this. Are they saying this to make themselves feel better? Are they saying this because they really want to see you change? Are they saying this because they really want to see your walk with God grow closer? Are they saying this from a humble place or are they saying this out of condemnation? You know, another way that you can tell if somebody has a humble heart is by paying attention to the way they go about saying it. Did they pull you to the side and tell you this in private or did they have to have a crowd around them? Did they pull you to the side or did they put you on the front street and expose this thing about you in front of everybody? Sometimes people's actions expose their heart posture. And so you're going to have to put aside what they said. You're going to have to put aside the way it made you feel. You're going to have to put aside the way that you didn't like that they said it. And you're going to have to pay attention to the details. Pay attention to how they went about it. Do you feel like the way that they went about it came from a loving place? Do you feel like the way they went about it proved that they just wanted the best for you? Proved that they only said this 
this and they only told you this because they want to see you do better. Prove that the only reason why they expose this to you is because they're rooting for you and they want your relationship with God to deepen. They want to see you become a new person. Sometimes you're going to have to pay attention to the actions of people to expose to you if they had the right heart posture when they came to you with the problem. The next way that you can tell the difference between correction and condemnation is through the tone. When someone is trying to correct you, they are speaking to you out of love. And I don't want you to get the term love wrong. That doesn't mean that they have to speak in a soft voice. They have to speak to you like you're a child and be all nice and sweet. Sometimes somebody could be speaking to you firm, but although they're speaking firm, they're still speaking to you in love. Just think of when you are disciplining a child. The whole reason why you discipline a child is because you want to see that child do better. You want that child to stop operating in the things that they're operating in you want that child to make better decisions you want that child to become a better person you want that child to stop dibbling and dabbling in bad things things that you know is not the best for them and so when it comes to disciplining a child you do not speak to them nicely when your child does something wrong you don't sit there and be like sweetheart don't do that again no you speak to them firm you don't have to cuss them out you don't have to put them down but you are still speaking in a firm tone so that they know that you are serious so that they know that this is something that they actually need to change see sometimes when somebody speaks to us nice we don't take it seriously sometimes when people speak to us nice we don't feel like it's that big of a deal sometimes when we speak in a firm tone we know our parents ain't playing no more we know mama is serious now we know we better stop acting up because if we don't we gonna get it just because someone is speaking firm does not mean that they are being mean and so when I say speaking out of love I don't want you to confuse that and you come across someone who is correcting you and they're speaking to you firm they're speaking to you in a firm voice and you mistake that as them not speaking out of love because you felt like if it was love they would have said it a nicer way if it was love they would have said it in a softer tone Don't think that the tone dictates the love. The only thing that dictates the love is the words that are coming out of their mouth. See, when people are condemning you, instead of speaking out of love, they are speaking down to you. They are speaking at you. They are attacking you. And that is condemnation. That is not coming from a place of love. An example of this is let's say that you messed up and you did something that God told you not to do. Instead of them saying, hey, you disobeyed God. Hey, you know you weren't supposed to do that. They come at you like, are you stupid? Are you crazy? Are you dumb? See, you done messed up. See, God don't like you no more. See, now you got to suffer the consequence. Now they're attacking you. Now they're degrading you. Now they're speaking down on you. Let's say that God wants you to pull someone out of a lifestyle that's not honoring them. Let's say that you know somebody who's a stripper and God is using you to call them out of that. If you are talking down to them and you think that you're better than them and you call them names, you call them things like classless, you call them things like prostitute, you call them things like sex workers, you look down on them, you say things like they don't have no home training, you ask them who raised you because clearly if you had a good parent, you wouldn't be a stripper. That is condemnation. 
You have to pay attention to the words. Don't pay attention to the tone. Pay attention to the words. What are they saying? Is the things that they're saying humble? Is the things that they're saying out of love? Or is the things that they're saying talking down to you? Is the things that they're saying attacking you? Is the things that they're saying degrading you? A person who is correcting you is not talking down to you. They're talking in the image of God. They're being a reflection of God because God does not degrade us. God does not call us names. If we're being honest, he has every right to, but he doesn't. And a person who is correcting you is not going to degrade you. What they're going to do is hold you accountable in a loving way. What they're going to do is say things that you may not want to hear, but they're things that you need to hear because they know that this is what you need in order to grow. This is what you need in order to change. This is what you need in order to be a person who reflects God. This is what you need to walk in the image of God. Pay attention to what is coming out of their mouth. Pay attention to how they say things. And don't just pay attention to what they're saying. Because I know some of the things that God says to correct us, we don't like. And we think, oh, you're being rude because you said something I don't like. No, pay attention to how they said it. Did they say it in a loving way? Or were they putting you down? Because that is what matters. The message doesn't matter. What they said along with the message is what you want to pay attention to. The next way to tell the difference between correction and condemnation is by paying attention to if the person is showing you grace. When someone is condemning you, their job is to make you feel worthless. They don't want to make you feel like God loves you. They don't want to make you feel like you can come back from this. They make you feel ashamed to turn to God. They make you feel ashamed to face God. They make you feel ashamed to show your face in front of God, to show your face in front of the church, to read your Bible again, to pray again. They make you feel like you don't matter. They make you feel like you don't belong. They make you feel like you are kicked out of God's community. And when God is sending you correction, that is the opposite of what he wants. He wants to expose this flaw to you to draw you closer to him because he knows that you need his help in order to overcome this. He knows that you need his help to stop operating in this. He wants this flaw to bring you closer to him. And so when he sends someone to correct you, they are showing you grace. They are reminding you that you can always turn to God, that God loves you. God loves you so much that he sent me to tell you this. Because if God didn't love you, he wouldn't care what you operate in. He wouldn't care how much you sin. He wouldn't care how you live your life. He wouldn't care about your character because you would be nothing to him. If somebody is nothing to you, you don't care what they do. But God loves you so much that he was willing to send someone to tell you this, to correct it. Because he cares how you present yourself. And this correction is not supposed to be the end of your relationship with him. It's supposed to be the beginning. It's supposed to give you a reason to seek him harder. It's supposed to give you a reason to deepen your relationship with him. It's supposed to give you the starting point to overcoming, the starting point to growing, the starting point to transformation. When God sends someone to correct you, 
They show you grace and they draw you closer to God. Are you enjoying this episode so far? Is this episode teaching you the difference between correction and condemnation? If so, I want you to do me two favors. Favor number one, I want you to leave a review and let me and others know how you are enjoying the show. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this episode. Leave an honest review and let me know how you are enjoying the show. And favor number two, if you know anyone who struggles to discern the difference between correction and condemnation, maybe they struggle to accept constructive criticism, then I want you to send this episode to them. Let this episode motivate and encourage them the same way that it is motivating and encouraging you. Now let's get back to the show. And one thing that I want you to understand is that sometimes God can use people, but that person just delivered the message wrong. Sometimes the message actually came from God, but the person he used delivered it the wrong way. God meant for them to correct, but they condemned. God meant for them to guide, but they degraded. Sometimes the message is actually coming from God, but the messenger didn't know how to deliver the message. The messenger didn't understand the assignment. The messenger messed up. And you don't want to miss what God is saying because the person that he used didn't do it right. Because at the end of the day, you are going to continue to stay where you are. You are going to continue to be in this season. You are going to continue to pray and pray and pray and not see results because you did not get what God gave you. Because you did not become someone new. Because you did not grow. Because you did not prepare. Because you did not transform. And so sometimes you are going to have to take the things that people use to condemn you and transform it into God's language. Allow what Satan meant for bad and let God turn it into good. Let God turn it into his glory. Let God use it in the best way possible. And I get that this is going to be hard for many of us to do because a lot of us have a lot of pride. We don't want to accept condemnation because when we accept what somebody used against us, when we accept what somebody used to degrade us, we feel like we are proving them right. We feel like we are proving them right. We are proving the things that they said right. We feel like we are living up to their standards, but we are going to have to get to a point where we look past this person. We look past what they said. We look past what they think is right and we do what God says is right. This transformation is not about people. This transformation is for God. You have to ask yourself, do you really want to throw away something that can possibly grow you just to prove a point to another person, but also be dishonoring God? Because at the end of the day, you think that you're not letting this person win, but the real person who is losing is God. The real thing that is losing is your relationship with him, your connection with him, your growth journey. You think this person is losing just because you didn't transform? You think this person is losing just because you didn't change? You think this person is losing just because you're disobeying God? The real person who is losing is you. They don't care. This is not affecting them like that. They're not thinking about you. The real person who is losing is you. You're losing your relationship with God. You're losing your blessings. You're losing your character. You're losing your growth. 
You are losing, but your pride is blinding you from seeing that because all you can see is I'm not proving them right. All you can see is I'm not doing what they told me to do. All you see is I'm not letting them win. But what you fail to see is that you're holding on to a stubborn spirit. What you fail to see is that you are saddening God's heart. What you fail to see that you are keeping you in the same place because you refuse to do the things necessary to transform. Just because you didn't like the messenger. Just because you didn't like the way that the message was delivered. I know it sucks. But sometimes we have to learn how to eat the meat and spit out the bones. What does that mean? We eat what we need and we throw away what doesn't matter. We eat what we need, which is the meat, and we throw away the bones because what are we going to do with that? And in this circumstance, you are going to have to eat the meat and spit out the offense. Eat the message and spit out how it made you feel. Eat the message and spit out how it hurt your feelings. Eat the message and spit out how you didn't want to hear it eat the meat and spit out the bones focus on what actually matters what actually matters is the message that God is trying to get through to you what actually matters is the strategies and the wisdom that God is trying to give you to transform you and make you new what actually matters is how this message is going to draw you closer to God eat the meat and spit out the bones And another thing that we're going to have to realize is that just because a message is not nice, just because a message did not come nicely does not mean that it is not from God. Because another reason why we take offense and we block messages is because we feel like the message is something that God would never say. If the message is a punishment, God would never say that because God shows us grace. If the message is God being angry, God would never say that because God shows us grace. But we have to realize that just because a message is not nice does not mean that the message did not come from God. If you don't believe me, I want you to read the Old Testament and start in the book of Judges. In that book, God had already brought the Israelites into the promised land. Generations after generations had came and they started worshiping false gods. They started turning away from God and turning to other gods. And God sent multiple prophets to prophesy to the Israelites. He sent them to prophesy and tell the Israelites to come out of worshiping false gods, to stop sinning, to stop putting God on the back burner and draw to him. But as you read, pay attention to how God sent the messages. Pay attention to what he told the prophets to tell the Israelites. He did not tell them nicely. He told them that he was angry and he also told them that he was punishing them. He told them that they were going to be sold into slavery as a punishment for being disobedient to him. The message was not nice. Can you imagine someone telling you, hey, God said that you've been doing this. God said that you've been fornicating. God said that you've been lying. God said that you've been stealing. God said that you've been messing up. And as a punishment, he's going to do this to you. But at the end, he's going to bring you out. In five years, he's going to bring you out. I remember one time in the book of Judges, God said, I'm putting the Israelites into slavery for 70 years. Then I'm bringing them out. Can you imagine somebody coming to you with a message like that? But we would think that's not God. 
God wouldn't say that. God wouldn't say he was going to punish me. God wouldn't say he was going to take his hand off me. God wouldn't say that he's angry at me. He's going to show me love. But we have to realize that just because a message is not nice, just because a message is not what we want to hear does not mean that it did not come from God. And God didn't have to degrade or chastise them just to get a not so nice message across. So remember, even if the message is not nice, if the person is degrading you, if they're talking down on you, if they're calling you names or attacking you, then that's not God. But just because the message did not come across nice, just because the message said that God was angry, just because the message said that God was going to take his hand off and there was going to be a discipline or a punishment for you continuously disobeying him, continuously operating in things that he told you to stop does not mean that God is not the one sending you the message. These are the things that we do not want to hear, but we need to hear them because we need to stop talking about it and actually being about it. We need to stop talking about how God transforms us and he grows us and he makes us new. And we actually need to start doing the work to live that out. And so if you want to live out God's new version of you, if you want to transform and become better in Christ, you are going to have to learn to take constructive criticism. So let's discuss how to actually start taking constructive criticism. The first thing that you want to do is when someone comes to you exposing something about yourself, critiquing something about yourself, trying to correct something about yourself, you want to ask yourself, does what they're saying sound like God? Does what they're saying sound like a representation of God? And if you paid attention to the beginning of the episode, you should have a feeling of how God approaches us and the things that God says, even if it's not nice, the way that he says it. The second thing that you want to do is when you get a message from someone who's trying to correct you, critique you, whatever, you want to pay attention to what they say and ask yourself, how often do you hear it? Because one thing that I know about God is when God is speaking to us, he likes to speak the same thing over and over and over again until we finally get it, accept it and apply it. I tell this story all the time, but a couple years ago when I was praying to God and I was asking him, what did he want me to do career wise? What was my purpose? What did he want me to do to make money? He spoke to me and he told me to start podcasting and I did not like that. I did not want to hear that. And so I ignored it, but it came from God. So guess what happened? He kept speaking it over and over and over again. I would look on YouTube and people would mention podcasting. I saw commercials on TV about podcasting. I heard radio stations talking about podcasting. I seen people talking about podcasting on social media. I seen a billboard about podcasting. I could not escape podcasting as much as I tried. And that is how God speaks to us. When God really wants you to do something, when God really wants you to change something, normally, if it's really him speaking, you are going to hear it more than once. 
How many times have you heard this message? Has multiple people came to you and told you that this is something that you need to change, critique, or get rid of? Did you watch a sermon and the pastor mentioned it? Did you listen to a podcast and they mentioned it? Did you watch a YouTube video and they talked about it? Did you hear it on the radio? How many times have you heard this message? And if this is the first time, ask God to confirm if he said it. Because if he really said it, he will send it a second time. If he really said it, he will send it a third time. He will send it as many times as you need to get it through your head that this is him speaking to you. Pay attention to how often you hear this same message in your life. Have you ever dreamed of making your voice heard and sharing your message with the world? Well, it's time to turn that dream into a reality by starting your very own podcast. I understand that many aspiring podcasters are held back by the worries of cost, complexity, and the time it takes to launch a podcast. That is why I'm excited to announce my new training program that has all the tools and knowledge you need to launch your very own podcast for free. My training will guide you through every single step of your podcast journey. You will learn how to plan, release, market, and grow your podcast from start to finish. So if you're ready to take a leap of faith and share your message with the world, click the link in the description below to access my new podcast training. Now let's get back to the show. The third thing that you want to do is you want to surrender what you want to hear to what you need to hear. Majority of the time, the things that God wants us to do, the things that God wants us to work on, the things that God wants us to walk in is not the same as what we want to do. And if you really want to do things God's way, if you really want to experience how it feels for God to make you new, you are going to have to learn how to go against what you want to do what you need. Because as long as you are basing things off what you want, you will reject every single message that God tries to send you. Go against what you want to hear and start accepting what you need. The fourth thing that you want to do to start accepting constructive criticism is that every single time that somebody tries to correct you, take what they said back to God. First, you want to confirm that if what they said actually came from him and do this even when people condemn you, because like I said, sometimes the message can be from God, but the person he used delivered the message wrong. So no matter if what the person said was correction, conviction or condemnation, take it back to God and ask him to confirm if this is him speaking to you. And then if he answers you and says yes, then you want to ask him, how can I apply this? If somebody told you that you need to overcome a sin, God, how do I overcome this sin? If somebody told you that you need to work on this in this area, God, how can I work on this? If somebody said that you need to heal from this thing that happened in your life, God, how can I heal from this? Ask him how to apply the message that he used this person to send to you and use it to make you a better person. And the last thing that you want to do is when people come to you with correction, conviction, or condemnation, release the offense. Like I said, we like to hear what we want to hear, and we struggle to hear what we need to hear. And so sometimes it does not matter how nice a person is when they come to you. Sometimes it does not matter how nicely they try to put it. You are going to be offended. 
And you are going to have to learn how to release the offense, how to suck it up, how to swallow it, and how to learn that even though it didn't feel good to hear this, even though it felt like a gut punch, it was something that you needed to hear. And so remember, if you are struggling to discern if someone is correcting you or condemning you, when they speak, ask them to show you an alternative route to take. Pay attention to the way that they approach you. Pay attention to if they are being humble or if they feel like they are above you. Observe if they are speaking to you out of love, even if they are speaking in a firm voice, even if they are saying things that you don't want to hear, like God is angry with you, God is mad, there's a punishment, whatever. Even if they are saying things that you don't want to hear, pay attention to if that is coming from a place of love. Are they attacking you? Are they talking down to you? Are they degrading you? And pay attention to if they show you grace. Because like I said, even in the story with the Israelites and God sending prophets to warn them about how he was going to sell them into slavery. If you pay attention to what the prophet said, there was always grace at the end of the message. God said, yes, I'm selling you into slavery for 70 years, but after 70 years, I'm restoring you. There was grace at the end of the message. So even if the message was not nice, pay attention to if they show you grace. And even if you do this and you realize that they are condemning you, see if the message still came from God and learn how to turn that condemnation into transformation. Eat the meat and spit out the offense. And in order for you to start taking constructive criticism, Ask yourself, when you get a message, does what they're saying sound like God? Take the message back to God and ask him to confirm himself or pay attention to if you've been hearing that same message over and over again. Take the message back to God and ask him how you can apply it if it came from him and release the offense. And so my action step for you this week is I want you to think of one thing that somebody said to you that made you feel offended and ask God if that message came from him and how you can turn that condemnation into correction. And so that is all I have for you today. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a review and let me know how you enjoyed the show. Also, follow me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and Facebook at Prospering with Christ. But that's all I have for you today and I will see you next week.